One of the most maddening questions that used to plague me every day is, what am I going to eat for dinner? It was the most frustrating thing I had ever known. And nutrition in general can be so frustrating for everyone, especially in perimenopause when we're already dealing with an energy deficit. So here's the deal. I'm going to share with you my three-step system to make it super simple for you to meal plan and take the thinking and stress out of nutrition in perimenopause. Let's do this. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey there, sister. Welcome to this episode of the Period Whisperer podcast. How are you feeling in your body today? Are you hungry? Are you eating enough? Are you eating foods that are ticking off your body? Do you know what you're going to eat for dinner? I think it's an important question to ask ourselves because a lot of the times nutrition can play such a significant role in our hormonal health in perimenopause. And it's also becomes one of the biggest I think brain drains of what we're going to do. And when nutrition becomes the forefront of what we're struggling with, then it's time to really simplify this piece. Nutrition is one of the four key pillars of our health and the others being sleep, movement, and stress management. And if we haven't got these pieces locked in, then our health can start to slide pretty quickly. And it adds a stress to our body. And if in perimenopause, we have this added load of stress on our body, then we need to be really on this piece. So I wanted to take this episode today and walk you through my three simple step system that I have been using now for years that takes the stress out of what are we going to eat for dinner or what am I going to eat or eating in general, because I know it's something that creates so much frustration and pain. I used to always get so frustrated every night when it's like, what are we going to make for dinner? It was like the biggest pain in my butt. And then you end up, you know, throwing stuff together or feeling unsatisfied with your meal or eating things that aren't really great for you. Or yeah, when you're unsatisfied, I often find that then I want to snack into the evening And all of these things result in more stress and more frustration and more hormonal chaos in the body. So when it comes to creating your week of food, it can be super duper simple. And I really wanted to break that down for you. So if you aren't having this conversation with yourself every single week, I'm going to get right into it. Step one is that you need to carve out, this process only needs to take 20 minutes. You need to carve out 20 minutes once a week to plan your food, right? Think about it this way. 
when you have children, when you have a baby, you work towards getting that baby on some type of schedule. When are we going to put the baby down for a nap? When are we going to put the baby down to sleep? When are we going to, when does the baby need to eat? When does the baby need to change? When does the baby need to play, right? We, we create routine and methodology so that we can solidify these health pillars and know that our child is cared for and healing. We do the same with our pets. You know, our pets have this really powerful routine. When do they typically eat? When do they, you know, typically sleep? When do they want to play and have stress relief? When do they need exercise, right? All of these things are normal parts of the pillars of health of our life. And if they don't have a routine spot in our life, then it's very easy to start to lose track and lose control of your health, especially in perimenopause. So the number one step is to take 20 minutes of your life. I always do it on a Sunday and I carve out those 20 minutes and I sit down and I first take two minutes to review the week ahead and identify the hard meals or the nights out or the kid activities I need to work around. One of the most powerful things you can do for your health is eat consistently, right? We don't want our body wondering when it's going to get energy. And so it stores energy instead of uses the energy, right? We want our body moving like a well-oiled machine so it can focus on other things like balancing hormones, like metabolizing hormones, like fighting sickness, like burning stored fat, like building muscle. Like these are the things that we want our body to be doing, like getting aroused when it's supposed to get aroused. We don't want it stuck in this place where it's like, oh, shoot, I didn't expect to digest it right now. Now I have to digest. If you've ever worked at a job or you've had someone just dump a project on you when you're already full, you understand what your body is going through if you don't have a routine way of eating. So every week, and if you have someone in your life, if you have a partner, a spouse, and they're a part of that you eat with them and they're part of that responsibility, you want to have this conversation with them unless it's fully your domain, whatever works for you in your household. But if they're a part of it, you need to sit down together for 20 minutes and start by reviewing the week ahead and think, okay, I need to eat three meals a day or we need to eat three meals a day for seven days in the week. That's 21 meals you know, are there, you know, am I going into the office one of these days? And, you know, does someone need to have an early practice or a really late practice or a game and really identify those hard meals or nights out so that you know to plan something quick and easy for those times. Step number two is to then plan your meals. I take in the notes section of my phone, I write out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I write what I'm going to eat, what we're going to eat for dinner on each of those nights. Now, You can write all 21 meals out if you want, like breakfast, lunches, and dinners, but I want to make this super simple for you. I pretty much eat the same thing for breakfast and lunch every single day. And for me, it looks like breakfast, you know, as a vegetarian, um, I usually eat a two to three eggs for breakfast, and then I'll have some like toast with nut butter, or maybe I'll have um, some cottage cheese on, on rice cakes with some greens on it. You know, maybe I'll make an omelet with some veggies in there and have a piece of toast. Either way, I'm having a breakfast and it's pretty much the same thing or the components of it are a very similar thing every single day. We don't need to overcomplicate. We just need to have a good solid breakfast. 
for lunch, I do around the same thing as well. I like a really solid vegan protein shake that has, you know, fruit in it, that has nut butter in it. That's like a nice meaty shake. And then I'll often do like a sandwich with it as well, or a wrap or something like that. Again, something really simple. Sometimes it's just a bunch of veggies and cheese and and hummus or something like that. But I plan my lunch and have the same thing pretty much every single week. Dinners for me are the complicated meals. They're the ones where we often sit down and eat together as a family, right? When you're thinking about, you know, what do we need to cook for everyone? And, and those are the ones that I really like to write out and actually plan. And here's the trick. For me, it's pretty common that one night of the seven nights of the week, we're either going to order in or we're going to go out. We're going to do a quick meal. So now I don't even have to plan that meal. The next thing is that usually there's leftovers in the week. So one night we're just having leftovers. So that leaves us with only picking five meals a week that we need to plan out right there. Super simple. But I like to know what those things are. You know, are we having a taco Tuesday? Are we going to do something really, really, you know, basic, which I love, which is just grabbing a protein like salmon or chicken or tofu, which is what I would be more inclined to eat and, um, and roasting up some vegetables and, you know, having some potatoes with that or whatever to compose your meal. But we don't need to overthink our meals. We just need to make sure that we know what those meals are. And as a quick reference for these five meals, the ideal eating pattern for hormonal health in women is having breakfast within one to two hours of waking so that we have consistent blood sugar to support our metabolism and our circadian rhythm. If you want to have healthy sex hormones, we need to make sure we're building that on top of a solid foundation. So we want to make sure we're eating at these regular times, again, so that the body has consistent blood sugar levels, our energy can be consistent, and the body's not like, well, I don't know what I'm going to get to eat next, so I better store this and save it because she's not going to eat anything until 2 p.m. today. Or, you know, or feeling wonky because you've been snacking all night into the night and then you're not hungry first thing in the morning. We need to give our body a break and give it what it needs, which is consistent fuel. You wouldn't go a week, drive your collar around and let yourself run out of gas. So don't do the same for you. You need to make sure that your body is getting what it needs. So we need to eat breakfast within two hours of waking. You want to eat lunch four to five hours after that and dinner four to five hours after that. Each of your meals should keep you full and satisfied long enough until the next meal. If it's not, you're not eating enough. It's that simple. We get so caught up in worrying about how many calories should I eat? How many calories should I eat? You need to eat enough to be full and satisfied until the next meal. You need to eat enough to be full and satisfied to the next meal. And you can start to play with that once you've created that foundation of health. But until you eat three meals a day and can tell when you're full or satisfied between, it's really hard to start to think about a calorie deficit if what your goal is, is to burn fat. We can't even get to that point because we don't even know whether our body's hungry or not because there's no consistency there. So as that rule of thumb, that ideal eating pattern, again, is eating within one to two hours of waking. So for example, if you're waking up at six, you're eating breakfast by eight, you're eating lunch between 12 and one or around there, you're eating dinner around five or six, that simple, that simple, and then you're done. And then we have, you know, if 12 hours of a fast there, and that is plenty of a fast for a woman's body for hormonal health. 
It also gives us a few hours of window if we're going to bed at 9.30 or 10 at night for you to actually shift into rest and digest and allow your body to do what it should be doing when it's sleeping, which is recovering and metabolizing hormones and optimizing all the things we want to do. Half the trouble that we run into in perimenopause is that our circadian rhythm is actually all wonky and it's creating more stress on the body. So the sex hormones can't actually balance. And then we start to have all of these other symptoms like unexplained weight gain and night sweats and night wakings and bloating and indigestion and skin troubles and anxiety. When really all we need to do is go back to those basics and make sure that we have that solid foundation for how we eat. The other piece along that is that you want to make sure to aim for 25 to 30 grams of protein per meal. So making sure you're having that, you know, that protein at breakfast, make sure you're having that protein at lunch, and then make sure you're having that protein at dinner. If you start and plan your meal with protein, make sure, of course, there's veg, add a complex carb. Dinner starts to get really, really easy. A lot of the dinners we make are, you know, baking some salmon and then roasting up some broccoli and having some roasted potatoes on the side. Or, you know, we can do salmon and asparagus and wild rice or quinoa. It can be really simple, complex carb food that are tasty and delicious when you just make it super duper simple. But it could also be taco night or, or burgers. It doesn't have to be a really complex thing and it doesn't have to take that long, but you've got to plan and prepare. Most nights dinner takes me about 20 minutes to make. Um, yeah, about 20 minutes to make. And, and then it's eaten and cleaned up and the whole thing takes about an hour. So make sure that you are planning ahead for this piece. And the other little bonus tip with step number two is to make sure you have enough left, like you make enough for leftovers so that you have that one night of week with stuff left over. We'll see, you can save money that way. You save time that way. Make it super simple and just plan for a night of leftovers. Okay, step number three, make your grocery list and stick to it. One of my favorite apps that I discovered a long time ago is an app called Our Groceries. You can actually put it on your phone. You can make your grocery list right in there. And it's really smart and intuitive. So it actually organized your grocery list by the, you can actually organize it almost by the direction of the grocery store. So when I go in, I always hit produce first. You know, you hit the bakery, you hit the meats, like you, you hit the canned goods. And it's all really on there on your list and it goes fast. You can also have an account in there where you share it with, you know, anyone else who might be doing groceries in your house so that you guys can both be putting things on the list at the time. But it makes it really simple when you've planned your meals for the week and then you write out the details and then it doesn't have to be this big complex meal prep, meal planning. What are we going to have for dinner every single night? Take the thinking and the frustration out of food and make it really easy for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm leaving you with on that one. So review the week ahead and identify your hard meals or nights out so you know who's going to be responsible for those meals or if you need a really quick meal. Plan your meals. Don't overcomplicate them. It's okay to eat the same things at breakfast and lunch most days. Just make sure you're eating your three meals so that you're not snacking in between. Make sure you're eating enough at each of those meals and make sure you're composing them with enough protein to support your hormones during this time. 
And finally, make your grocery list and stick to the grocery list. Groceries are one of my least favorite things to do. I know some people, my sister always talks about how she loves to go grocery shopping. I think she shops more on like an every single day she likes to go, but that's something she enjoys. I'm not interested in that. It doesn't make me feel excited. I like to get in and get my groceries done. Get in and out, right? We don't exist. If we don't have time to take care of our health, we definitely don't have time to be spending hours in the grocery store. So let's scale it back to these three simple tips, steps, tips, steps. You know what I mean. Okay. The final thing I want to, I want to do for this action series episode for you in my three-step system to making meals easy in perimenopause is to kind of talk to you about a really important piece of the puzzle. I've talked about this before on an episode about the only food rule I keep, but here's the thing. I used to use food and drink as my source of joy and stress management. If food is your only joy or stress manager in life, like if if you're coming home and you're like, oh, I can't wait to have a treat or I can't wait to have that glass of wine. Like if it's, if there's no other joy or stress management system in your life that can compensate for food or alcohol or whatever might be throwing off your nutrition piece. And I say this lovingly, it's time to start exploring more sources of joy. It reminds me of, you know, you always have some of those neighbors that are super gossipy and or those friends and they always want to know what's going on or they always want to like talk about the drama. I don't have time to talk about other people's drama. I don't know how anybody else has time. And for me, it's like if you have time to gossip and have drama about other people's lives, you need to get a bigger life. Like you need to get a fuller life. And the same goes for your food. If food and our alcohol... Are the only like are the only things that are bringing you joy in your life? It's time to get a better life. It's time to start prioritizing these two health pillars because not only is it often that our food adds a lot of stress to our body if we're not eating properly, but it's it's just overall it's just so. It's it's not a main it's not a way that we can maintain right the same thing fitness cannot be the only way that you find joy and peace and relaxation in your day because at some point in time it's not going to work for you we have to find ways outside of substances and outside of things where your body might start to break down that bring us peace and bring us joy and and help us process through the hard parts of our life. And if you haven't figured this piece out, you're not alone. I was there for so long where I looked to food and alcohol and excess exercise to, to, to keep all of my stress and demons in my head at bay. But you have to start to face those things and process through them. So you can ask yourself this. You can ask yourself, what are my hobbies? You know, what do I find joy in? Like what makes me laugh or makes me feel calm or makes me feel like happy that isn't food (laughs) or isn't shopping for something, you know, what are those things? Because the answer to your, the answer to you not being so obsessed and focused and frustrated with food is in finding something bigger than food in life. And believe me, there's so much more to life than just the food on our plates, right? Than just the calories that we eat. And the other big question I always think is really, really important. So I I, I 
highly recommend you ask yourself this. What is your purpose? In my experience, if you don't have a purpose in life, if you're not clear on what your purpose is, that's when we can feel that creates its own amount of stress inside of us. And we can start to feel really unfulfilled and and we start to look towards other things and make them a bigger deal than they are. Maybe we make a stressful situation way bigger than it needs to be because we don't have anything bigger to be like, well, at least I have this or this is what really matters to me. Or we start to like really hyper focus on what we're eating and how we're eating that, you know, we're missing the fact that there's so much more to life than the amount of calories that we're trying to consume and we're, or we're not trying to consume. When we fixate on things, small things in life like food, it's typically because we're avoiding a bigger missing link. And a lot of that comes down to what's your purpose? What are you doing each day? What are you doing it for? Your purpose might be to be the best parent ever. Your purpose might be to write a book. Your purpose might be to change the lives of people around you. The like, It doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong purpose, but there needs to be something that drives you that's bigger than the food that you're consumed by or bigger than the number on your scale. And this is why I always say to you, be more in your life and not just less on a scale. Because when we fixate on small things, again, it's because we're we're missing the purpose of what life is about. So take the time to start exploring your purpose. Okay, last little recap on my three-step system to making meals super easy. Sit down for 20 minutes every Sunday with your partner if you have one. Review your week ahead and identify your hard meals or your nights out. Second, plan your meals. Just write them out in your notes. Monday, we're having enchiladas. Tuesday, we're having lettuce wrap veggie burgers. Wednesday, we're having salmon and blah, blah, blah. You know, Thursday, we're having gluten-free spaghetti with meatballs, like whatever those things are. Write it out so that it's there and then make your grocery list and then get her done, son. (laughs) Don't overcomplicate these things because when we make these things systematized and simple, we can spend more time on the things that heal us and bring us joy. And when we consistently eat in a certain way, our body's able to focus on the things that we really want it to focus on. Again, healing, hormone balancing, all the things that if your body can't focus on result in a lot of the symptoms that we suffer from in perimenopause. Okay, sister, from my heart to yours, go out, take action today, make that Sunday meeting right now, write out your meals, be more in your life and not just less on a scale. We'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.